This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Now it bothers me. It bothers me for everybody in this incredible sold-out audience, and it's... Uh, it bothers you. I got the letter on Sunday night. Think of it. I don't think they've ever sent a letter on Sunday night. And they're in a rush because they want to interfere. It's interference with the election. It's election interference. Never been done like this in the history of our country, and it's a disgrace. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this, where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon. That's my friend. He'll be back on the show in about two weeks. Donald J. Trump, courtesy of Sean Hannity and Fox News. Oh, Jackson Brown. Nice choice, Lewis. You know, I started to think about our guest list. And we have four lawyers on all the time. Joseph Tacopino, my dear friend of 46 years. We carpooled together to Poly Prep in the fifth grade. He lived on Bedford Avenue. I lived on Quentin Road, both from Brooklyn. Thomas Kniff just joined me moments ago. He's Daniel Penny's attorney. He's on all the time. Uh, Arthur Idala's on every week. And Alan Dershowitz. Dersh um, is a legend. Not the Takapina, Idala, Kniff, those guys aren't. But Dersh is a legend. And he's been joining me quite a bit over the last couple of months. And when you consider Daniel Penny's case is still out there, now you got this ghoul on Long Island who may have killed three girls, four girls, 18 girls, who knows. And Trump gets indicted again. I can't have these guys on enough. So with that said, here he is, the brilliant constitutional attorney and Mr. Brooklyn, folks. He owns it, my dear friend Alan Dershowitz. Good morning, counsel. Thanks. Can't you ever find a lawyer who didn't grow up in Brooklyn? (laughs) One or two somewhere in the world. Uh, Bedford Avenue. I went to high school on Bedford Avenue, and I used to go to Ebbets Field Games. You know who I left a message for yesterday? I left a message. I couldn't get it for Carl Erskine. He's oh, oh, wow. years old, and I wow. know him. Wow. And uh, yeah. he was one of the great heroes of yes. the Boys of Summer. He was the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, they only beat the Yankees once in 55, and that was Padres. But uh, Carl was I, a, a major well, part. Well, you know, he almost they almost did it twice. They yeah. took Erskine out. And they put in Branca yep. to pitch to Bobby Thompson. We know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, the shot heard around the world. We do. And, uh, yes, Joseph Tacopino was on Bedford and X. I lived two blocks away from Madison High School most of my life on East 22nd and Quentin. Of course, Madison is on Bedford. But, uh, listen, like I tell you, Alan, I live now in Bell Harbor, Rockaway. I'm in Brooklyn all the time. I go right over the Marine Park Bridge. I'm in Brooklyn all the time. I still love it. I think Madison, I think Madison turned out more congressmen yes. and Supreme Court justices yes. and practically any other school in the, in the country. Well, I know for a fact Even Chuck Schumer that. went there, Bernie Sanders went yeah. there, my first cousin Norm Coleman went there. There's three right there. Yeah, yeah, and I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg went yes, there. Yes, she did. Yes, very good. Uh, Brooklyn is still the best. I'm sorry, no matter what you what, – what profession you bring up, all the greats uh, originally came from Brooklyn, as you did. But let's get right to business here with Donald J. Trump. 
you know, Democrats, he contends the Democrats run the DOJ, they become a they become a weapon. But but if that's true, right, then they understand that the first two indictments and even the E. Jean Carroll case, all that meant to Trump was more donor money, a larger lead over Ron DeSantis. So if he's right, how dumb are the Democrats to continue to do this when it looks like all they're doing is making him stronger? Well, what they're trying to do is, and they have succeeded now, is get one of the cases at least into the District of Columbia where there's an almost guaranteed conviction, regardless of the weakness of the facts and the law. I think 91% of the potential jury pool will have voted against Donald Trump, and will obviously, many of them want to see him convicted. I don't know what the indictment says, but from what the news reports were, this is a kitchen sink indictment. Uh, we don't like what you did on January 6th, so we're going to indict you for making a speech, constitutionally protected speech. We're going to indict you for trying to invoke the Article 2 of the Constitution, challenging the Electoral College. We're going to indict you for sending out solicitation letters to donors, which weren't completely truthful. Can you imagine if every congressman and senator who ever sent a letter to a congressman, to a, to a donor, which didn't have the truth, the whole truth, and everything but the truth got indicted? Uh, again, I haven't seen the indictment. Maybe there's a smoking gun. But from what I've seen, this is a desperate attempt to try to botch together yeah. uh, a series of things because, you know, nobody likes what happened on January 6th. No, I don't. I thought it was an embarrassing day, and I've taken Trump, who I love dearly. I do, and I'm going to vote for him again to task because, not because he incited anything, because I think he waited too long to do something about it. But you look at that first indictment, you're on record saying in your 60-plus years of practicing law, you never saw something weaker coming from that idiot Alvin Bragg. The second one, a lot of folks thought was much more serious. Guys like Napolitano and Idala thought he was going to jail. He's not going to jail. Stop it. Uh, but even that, it may be more serious, but, but it's, nothing's going to happen here. This one's a joke, too. I mean, you think any of these, any of these, with, with Georgia coming up next, that's the biggest joke of all, do you think any of these will amount to any real trouble for President Trump? Nobody knows because you have juries out there, and juries uh, vote their politics often. There's going to be an attempt to try to get jurors who voted against Trump off the jury, but that won't succeed. And so it's going to be it's 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 an, a, a challenge for his lawyers and for him. And and also remember this: the 65 Project, this group of radical left wing lawyers, are doing everything in their power to try to deter lawyers from taking the case. They've gone after me. They filed a bar charge against me because of my involvement in a case saying that voting machines, uh, before they're allowed to be used, have to be checked by experts. Can you imagine anything less controversial than that? And that's what I said. And so they filed bar charges against me. Now, when they file bar charges against somebody, it means it costs them a million dollars in legal fees. It means they can't uh, uh, enter cases outside of their own jurisdiction, pro hoc, what's called pro hoc cases. And, and what they're doing is deliberately trying to get every good lawyer in the country to say, no, 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 I can't get close to Trump because I can't endanger my bar certificate. I can't endanger my lawyer. It's pure, 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 pure McCarthyism. Yeah. And it hurts every American lawyer and every American client, which means every American. You know what's funny, Alan, is, and we've been over this a million times, but I have new listeners every day. The show is gaining such great popularity that – here you are, a guy that, you know, votes Democrat almost all your life, and you didn't vote for Trump either time. Uh, but because you wrote a book, which is doing great, and it should, entitled Get Trump, where you talk about this 
this endless pursuit, this ruthless effort to get Donald Trump at any cost. Anybody doesn't know your life, your history, your politics would think you're a Trump guy. But the truth is you're not, but you wrote a book that was fair to Trump. And every time there's another indictment, you know who looks great? Alan Dershowitz. Well, I don't want to look great. Um, I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm a Constitution supporter. If This you might not like, but if Biden got uh, impeached or indicted for crimes as weird as this and as unjustified as this, I would be defending him the way I defended President Clinton, the way I defended Ted Kennedy, the way I defended Alan Cranston, the way I defended Edward Edwards, all Democrats, all Democrats. So I don't pick my clients based on their political affiliations. I pick them based on constitutional violations. I want to protect the Constitution, but it's gotten me canceled. It's gotten me challenged by the bar. I mean, imagine a bar complaint after 60 years of practicing law, a bar complaint filed against me because I said that that experts should be allowed to look at the inner workings of machines uh, so that we are assured that all machines operate properly. That's a controversial issue. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, listen, and those, as bad, every American right, should support that. Of course, and as bad as those two things are, Alan, uh, worst of all, they nearly got you beat up in Martha's Vineyard by Larry David. Uh, well, I can take him on. I think I can take him on. <laughs> you know, we're, again, two guys from Brooklyn. You know, what he, you know what he came after me for? Because he saw me on television patting Mike Pompeo on the back. Now, I want to make a great admission here. I like Mike Pompeo. I think he is a wonderful man, and I would pat him on the back again. He was my former student. I'm very proud of him. But when Larry David saw me pat Mike yeah. Mike Pompeo on the back and saw me defend Donald Trump, yeah. he called me disgusting and outrageous, <laughs> and, and, and the veins on his head popped. You know what I discovered? That his show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. there's no acting on that show. No, I know. That's the real curmudgeon. That's, That's him. That's the real yeah. Larry David. But, but I'm just curious. Did you like that show? Because I love that show. I like that show. Of course I like that show. Who wouldn't yeah. like that show? Right. But it's the real Larry David. Yeah. I mean, he is yeah. nasty <laughs> as, he, as he is on the show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so strange. You know, I helped get his, I helped get his daughter into college. I I, I I I represented him, believe it or not, pro bono <laughs> in a case. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And, and he ate in my house and he worked out in my gym. Doesn't matter. Trump, Trump, yeah. him. So now Jerry Seinfeld probably hates you, too, because. No, no. I think Jerry, I, I don't know. But I think Jerry seems like a more rational, right. more rational guy. Oh, I yeah. I mean, know. more rational. I mean, the, you know, the Larry David's, he's completely insane. He's brilliant. He's great. But he's completely yeah. insane. And I'm mad at him because you're my friend and he's not. Uh, let's move away from Trump for a second. I want to talk about this uh, killer, at least alleged killer, out sure. in uh, Massapequa. I heard you with John Katzmatidis on uh, Monday, uh, t- or maybe Friday it was, I'm sorry, talking about this case, too. So I, I had Arthur Idala on yesterday, another one of your protégés, your students. I know he's represented you, but let's be honest, you're, you're the pro there. And um, Artie was interesting. I said, if that guy, you know, he doesn't come to your office, you have to go to prison to visit him. How does that conversation go? I mean, you know he's guilty, but you got to fight for the guy. And he said, listen, I don't fight for the defendant necessarily. Sometimes I fight for the system to make sure, even if I think he's guilty, that everything goes properly. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, first, the guy should call, all the, except for me, all the lawyers that are on your show. I mean, that's the legal team he needs to defend them. You know, he needs Takapine, he needs Idala, he needs Imran. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, you should be the, the person who refers cases to desperate. Right. Desperate I mean, you people. would say at this point, because you were part of this team, you were right there with uh, Johnny Cochran and Shapiro and Epley Bailey and all these guys. Would you say right now that my show roster contends with OJ's dream team? No, it doesn't contend. It's much better. Wow. It's much better. Much better. Much better. I mean, I, you know, I like some of the people on the OJ dream team, but I called them the nightmare team. They couldn't get along <laughs> with each other. A bunch of egos clashing. Not Johnny. Johnny was very good about it and some of the others. But, you know, F. Lee Bailey, uh, may rest in peace. It was a very contentious team, yeah. and we didn't win that case. That's the myth. We didn't win it. The prosecution lost it. They blew it in every respect. Yes. They made every mistake in the books. And, you know, who knows what will happen in this in this case. Everybody wants justice to uh, be served, but he needs to be defended vigorously. And, uh, you know, what that means is the possibility of, uh, you know, some negotiated resolution, although it doesn't look like there's any possible one on the boards. He's not going to get a break, obviously, if he's guilty. Right. Uh, but everybody has to, you know, look at the evidence with an open mind. We know about the presumption of innocence, but that doesn't mean the actuality of innocence. Uh, if this guy did what it is alleged that he did, my God, can anything ever be worse? And, you know, fortunately for him, New York doesn't have the death penalty. And so uh, he's going to escape that unless yeah. they can somehow pin a federal charge on him. You know, the irony is if you commit a crime in a jurisdiction that has no death penalty, you can still get the death penalty. If you've committed a federal crime, because the federal law provides for a death penalty. Well, give me an example, because I'm not nearly as smart as you, how this could possibly even turn into a a federal crime. We don't know enough about crossing state lines. We don't know enough about, uh, you know, any of the other elements that it doesn't look like it's a federal crime. It looks like it's fairly local, but... You just never know. Yeah. So, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case, who I also uh, represented, they tried to indict him on crossing state lines, and they, they just didn't have the evidence. The reason we got the deal we got is because they couldn't prove that he ever transported a single young woman across state lines. It was all local, and so they had to throw in the towel on that and charge him with a state crime, which, which got a lot of people very angry, but it was the lack of evidence of any federal connection that we exploited, took advantage of, as we're obligated to as defense lawyers. And who knows what, what the charges ultimately will turn out to be here. But uh, if it's not a federal crime, uh, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail if he's guilty. 60 seconds to go. The story coming out of Israel, no shock. Bibi yeah. and Barack Obama did not get along. In comes Donald Trump. Say what you want about the guy. Nobody did more for Israel in 50 years. Absolutely right. Okay. So that's that's over 50 years. So then Biden comes in, and it's Obama all over again. Uh, Right now, BB is killing him. The Israeli government very upset with our government. So when you start to think about why you wouldn't vote for Joe Biden, I don't know a bigger Israel enthusiast than you, Alan. There's your answer right there. Right there. No, I think that's a very strong argument for uh, voting against uh, Biden. I want to give him a chance. He has another you know, year or so to go. He agreed to meet with Netanyahu. I wish he had agreed to meet with him in the Oval Office. 
I wish he had agreed to meet with him earlier. I wish that he were uh, more favorable. Look, you can distinguish between the government of Israel, um, the current government. I don't like some of the people. I don't like a guy named Ben Gavir and a guy named Smudrish. Um, and you can see that. But when you get these radical anti-Semitic Democrats in the Senate, including one from New York, AOC, uh, who refuses to go to hear the speech today by um, by by Bougie Herzog, a friend right. of mine, the yes. president of Israel, a great yep. man who doesn't represent the government. It represents the nation of Israel. He, they, he represents Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel, the whole nation of Israel, everybody, yep. everybody from the left to the right. Yep. And Herzog is a wonderful man, a yep. moderate man. And, and AOC won't go to hear him. Nope. That's bigotry. No, she's That's a creep. Like she's a creep. You're not yeah. going to hear Martin Luther King. Right. That's Same thing. Just right. plain bigotry. Right. Agreed. Her and um, Talib's not going and Omar. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, uh, Bush, she's not going. And uh, this creep Jamal Bowman, he's not going. And uh, these are racists and anti-Semites that right. people here vote for all the time. And I have no stomach for that. But I will say this, and I mean this, Alan, because there are a lot of very big people on this show. It's an honor and I love it every time you come on, so thank you. I'm. It's an honor for me, and I have such a good time. I love to talk about Brooklyn. Uh, you know, Katz uh, suggested once that I do a show on Sunday morning called Brooklyn, Old and New. And it would have me talking about the old Brooklyn and Arthur Ayala talking about the new Brooklyn. I love it. I love that would be, that would be Why don't you do it? You guys should do it. I'm serious. One of these days. One All of right. these days. All I'm right. still young. I'm only going to be 85 next month. I don't, so. you, to me, you're like, you're like 30. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Alan Dershowitz. Thank you. Thank you. All Thank right, you so much. You're welcome. There he is, Alan Dershowitz.